Welcome everyone to Friday morning. Yes, that's right. You're here and we're going to be doing the news today. I am reporting to you live from Babylon and I've got a whole bunch of stories to get to you today, but it was put on my heart to do a song before we get into it. And this song is probably one that you've never heard before because it's done in a very traditional sense. And the reason I'm playing this is where I live today, being March the 10th of 23, it looks like we're getting, hopefully, prayerfully, the last blast of winter today. And I was reminded, you know, as we suffer through these weather challenges and things that are, we're faced with, the, of a song that really contains a, a somewhat heroic story. And although the music might seem to you to be a little bit chaotic, it is really done in the tradition of the culture that we're speaking of. And this is about a young Eskimo boy who had to do the unthinkable for his own perseverance. If you're listening to the replay of this, the song is about three and a half minutes. If you don't want to listen to it, you just want to go straight to the news, you can skip forward. But for those of you who are here live, you'll need to suffer through this uh, really heroic tale of a young Eskimo boy. Dreamed I was an Eskimo. wind began to blow and my mama cried and my mama cried don't be a naughty Eskimo Watch out where the huskies go, don't you eat that yellow snow. Watch out where the huskies go, don't you eat that yellow snow. Right about that time, people, a fur trapper who was strictly from commercial. Strictly commercial. Had the unmitigated audacity to jump up from behind my igloo. And he started in the whipping on my favorite baby seal With a lead-filled snowshoe That got me just about as evil as an Eskimo boy can be So I bent down and I reached down and I scooped down And I gathered up a generous mitten full of the deadly Yellow snow The deadly yellow snow from right there where the huskies go Whereupon I proceeded to take that mitten full of the deadly yellow snow crystals and rub it all into his beady little eyes with a vigorous circular motion hitherto unknown to the people in this area, but destined to take the place of the mud shark in your mythology. Here it goes now, the circular motion. Rub it. And then in a fit of anger, I... 
and I pounced again. Great googly moogly. Well, he was very upset, as you can understand. And rightly so, because the deadly yellow snow crystals had deprived him of his sight. And he stood up, and he looked around, and he said, Stuffed it in my right eye. He took a dog do snow cone and stuffed it in my other eye. And the husky wee wee, I mean the doggy wee wee, has blinded me. And I can't see temporarily. <laughs> well, what a heroic journey that was about Nanook. The little Eskimo boy. And getting right into the news, Democrats warn that anyone watching the unedited January 6th footage could arrive at an unimproved conclusion. U.S. Democrat leaders have issued a dire warning to Americans, saying that anyone who watches unedited clips of the footage from January 6th runs the risk of arriving at a conclusion that has not been approved by the Democrat leaders. This is a very dangerous situation, said Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer. We work very hard to make sure all Americans have the correct opinions. With thousands of hours of footage being given to the American public with no filter, we're in grave danger of some people not agreeing with us, or worse, not giving us politicians more and more unchecked power. This is an existential threat to democracy. Mitch McConnell, another Democrat, agreed. I'm terrified right now, he said. What if everyone starts thinking that we're lying frauds? I'm not saying we are, but it would be terrible if people came to such a scary and unapproved conclusion. Experts also weighed in, warning that if the unapproved opinions are allowed to spread, it may lead to unapproved leaders being elected for unapproved reasons. As experts, we wouldn't approve of this, said one expert. At time of publishing, Democrats released findings from the Intelligence Committee stating that the January tapes were unapproved Russian disinformation. And in a related story, oh, hold on. This is breaking news, everyone. Tucker Carlson reveals startling footage of who was behind January 6th, Washington, D.C. In a stunning revelation last night, Fox News host Tucker Carlson aired previously unseen footage from January 6th, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol that definitively showed the mastermind behind the entire incident. What you are about to see is shocking. Carlson warned viewers before airing the video. Parties from both inside and outside the government had tried desperately to keep this footage from ever being seen. 
and now we know why. In the new video, it can be clearly seen that former First Lady New York Senator, Secretary of State, and failed presidential candidate Hillary Clinton, wearing a furry buffalo-horned hat, stirred the assembly of protesters up in an angry mob before prompting them to enter the Capitol. Get in there, you deplorables! Clinton can be seen shouting to the people as she ushered them towards a Capitol entrance where the guards were politely holding the doors open for them and waving them in. In additional footage, a frustrated Clinton can be heard urging other protesters to poop on the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's desk. When reached for comment on the video, Clinton denied any involvement. This is simply more evidence of a vast right-wing Russian conspiracy, Clinton said in a statement. I was not present at the horrific attempt to violently overthrow our government on January 6, 2021, despite the fact that I do own a buffalo hat. At time of publishing, Hillary Clinton was looking to make peace by offering Tucker Carlson an all-expenses-paid vacation to Matamoros, Mexico, including security provided by her own personal bodyguards. All right, and next, of course, it's a little bit of a nicer story um, because it was National Women's Day the other day. Uh, Biden gives Black American of Courage Award to Robert Jowney Jr. for the role in Tropical Thunder. During a prestigious ceremony held at the White House, President Biden bestowed the Black American of Courage actor to Robert Downey Jr. for his pivotal role as a black man in the 2008 movie Tropical Thunder. Awarding the white actor a black award equitably follows in the footsteps of First Lady Jill Biden, who recently gave International Women of Courage Award to a fat guy from Argentina, squashed into a dress and caked with makeup to show young women around the world never to give up on their dreams being crushed into oblivion and wiped from the history books. If you're not as black as Robert Downey Jr., then you ain't as black as the president while standing next to Mr. Jr., who had insisted the award had to go to someone else while glancing nervously at all the black people in the room. Biden added that by choosing a recipient had been difficult as contenders... Uh, sorry, for the prestigious award included Jimmy Kimmel, Justin Trudeau, Corn Pop, and Dr. Rachel Levine, who had qualified by getting a spray tan at the time. At the time of publishing, President Biden had replaced Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin with Robert Downey Jr. on the grounds that Austin was just not black enough for his diverse cabinet. What do you think? How do you like the news so far? All right, on a spiritual side, Temple of Moloch hosting family-friendly child sacrifice event. This is from March 9th of 2023 in Canaan. Hoping to quell the controversy over its practices, a local Temple of Moloch has announced plans to host a family-friendly child sacrifice event next weekend. 
Leaders of the temple hope that the addition of the fun activities for kids will help the cult shed the unpleasant image that comes with slaughtering children as an act of worship. We thought it was time to brighten up our public image a bit, said Nikobadu, the temple's high priest. Extremist groups that are, are annoyingly obsessed with protecting children are always on our case on how evil and demonic we are for burning infants alive to worship our God. This family-friendly child sacrifice festival could really help. The event which is being held on the temple grounds will feature a picnic, pace fainting, cotton candy, gummy sack races, camel rides, and petting zoo. At least until all of the animals have been killed to have people drink their blood during various pagan rituals. Any families looking to downsize will receive half-off price the admission by bringing in one of their children to sacrifice. Critics of the temple have loudly voiced their opposition. These are children we're talking about here. Children, said Ahaziah, a prophet who belongs to a traveling mob of Hebrews who have recently arrived in Egypt. No amount of family-friendly friendly window dressing will change the fact that these butchers murder children to satisfy their own selfish lifestyles. Judgment will come. And at the time of publishing, the followers of Moloch seemed unconcerned and more interested in making things as pleasurable for themselves as possible. We're about to have some fun here, Nick Madu said. If a few thousand kids lose their lives as part of it, we're cool with that. All right, searching for my next story. Just give me a well. Seeing it was around the verge verge of nuclear war from March 9th, twenty twenty three. Man tasked with preventing World War Three foiled by stairs. Washington D.C. A local man charged with preventing a third world war was strategically foiled by a set of stairs this week. Sources say. The man later identified as President Joe Biden then angrily grabbed his shin and proceeded to threaten nuclear war, which experts confirm is the exact opposite of what he is supposed to do. Onlookers rushed to aid the flailing old man who was the last best hope for human civilization, but were dismayed when he fell again and then called everyone around him fat. Look fat, said the freeder, uh, leader of the free world. You gotta lift your legs when I use them as a dock worker. Come on, man! By the time he had caught his bearings and was walking normally again, the President of the United States had reportedly forgotten all about the pamphlet containing instructions for averting World War III that AIDS had placed in his pocket. He promptly withdrew the note, crumbled it up like it was a tissue, and blew his nose. According to sources, the peace plan was a simple list of instructions for the world leader, and it read as follows. You take your seat. You tell Putin this is a big misunderstanding. You tell Zelensky stop threatening to park tanks in Moscow and everyone kiss and make up. At publishing time, the Department of Defense had issued a guidance on duck and cover drills in the event of a nuclear attack.
All right, let's do a lighthearted story. Let's go into the teacher's world. Teacher in need of a vacation tells class there are only two genders. Springfield, Illinois, a local teacher has devised an innovative way to immediately be granted an extended time off from work, telling her class that there are only two genders in the world. The teacher hopes that this method will provide her with a much-needed vacation. Katie Anderson, a second-grade teacher at Barack Obama MLK Rosa Parks Caesar Chavez Elementary School, has been desperate for some time off. I really just don't think I could make it until summer, Anderson said. It's been a really long school year. They're usually really reluctant to grant any vacation time at this point in the year, but I've got a foolproof plan. Hey kids, guess how many genders there are? The leadership of the school has taken great pride in its progressive stance on gender issues, pledging to teach students of all ages about all 1,387,590,634 currently recognized genders. They have made it clear that all faculty members that any deviation from this pledge will be met with swift disciplinary action. Adherence to basic biology, thousands of years of accumulated knowledge and common sense itself will not be tolerated, said the school's principal, Tanya Hughes. We're focused on the inclusion of all ideas and acceptance and all viewpoints, so expressing opinions other than approved ones is completely unacceptable. And at publishing time, Anderson had been pulled from the classroom and given nine days of paid leave pending an investigation. And the last story of the day I'm going to do is a kind of a sad church story. Baptist Church forced to cancel communion after grape juice ferments. Dadeville, Alabama, a local Baptist church was forced to cancel its normal observation of the Lord's Supper last week Excuse me. after it was discovered that the grape juice used for communion had fermented. There is just no way we could have communion under these circumstances, said Pastor Arlo Wicket. It would simply not be proper or even Christian to have people drinking wine at the Lord's Supper. That would be sinful and unprecedented. The decision to cancel communion was made by the church staff shortly before the congregants began arriving for the Sunday morning service. The deacon in charge of setting up the Lord's table reported that the grape juice smelled a little funny, and before tasting some from one of the small plastic communion cups, the deacon, who asked to remain anonymous, immediately became intoxicated, passed out, and was carried to the church's janitor closet to sleep it off. Members of the congregation were initially confused about the lack of communion, but were in agreement with the decision after being told of the incident. Drinking wine is a sin. Everybody knows that, said a longtime church member, Conrad Graham. Having to deal with stale crackers that come from a box originally opened three years ago is one thing, but drinking fermented grape juice like some horrible wretch is something also entirely. What's next? Someone playing the drums in church? Lord, no! And at publishing time, Pastor Wicket said the church had donated 
the fermented juice to a local Reformed church since they don't use the King James, so they're on their way to hell anyways. <laughs> I hope you had some fun, everyone. I just wanted to read a few stories. So, of course, these stories were from the Babylon Bee, which is actually a Christian satire news organization. And uh, I appreciate their sense of humor. And I just wanted to do something with a little bit of levity for today. So thanks to everyone for being here. And uh, remember to love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.